This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you trust yourself? Whether you're facing a big decision, want to make a change in your life, or trying to plan for the future, the best foundation is knowing you can count on yourself. Therapy can help you build that self-reliance so you're prepared for anything. Give it a try today at betterhelp.com super. What if Dobby never showed up to interfere in Harry Potter's life? Hey brother, Ben, today I wanted to talk about Dobby the house elf and how his interference in Harry's life was either extremely important or extremely not important for how the Chamber of Secrets plays out. Because as it stands, when Dobby shows up in Harry's room in Chamber of Secrets, he's not very helpful and seems to be existing in some weird limbo space of breaking the rules. Because like on the one hand, he just keeps punishing himself just for being there, just from being away from the Malfoys, he has to punish himself. And yet, even though house elves are like magically bound to families and must do what they say, they can break the rules if they really want to. I mean, Harry says as much. They can leave the house if they really want to. Dobby did. He left the Malfoys to give me warnings three years ago. He had to punish himself afterward, but he still managed it. What's weird about Dobby in this situation though, is that he's managed to convince himself to break the rules enough to go visit Harry in his muggle home, but not managing to convince himself he's allowed to tell him any useful information at all. Because he doesn't really tell Harry anything at all. Just that terrible things will be happening at Hogwarts and that Harry Potter should not go back. But regardless of this warning, it does nothing to prepare Harry for the terrible things that will happen at Hogwarts, you know, like the, the basilisk attacks. <laughs> Then after they do happen, the fact that Harry had any kind of advance warning at all makes no difference. Then Dobby's other goal of trying to dissuade Harry from not going back to Hogwarts puts zero dent at all in Harry's resolve to do exactly that. Hogwarts is my home. So really, it's kind of a net zero for Dobby's efforts, isn't it? Which got me wondering, did his appearance or influence make any difference at all? Is Dobby the Indiana Jones of Harry Potter? Like, yeah, he keeps being near the plot, but has no relevance on it? I hate snakes, Shock! I hate him! I mean, obviously by Deathly Hallows, he's incredibly important, but like inside of Chamber of Secrets. But if Dobby never shows up that night, do Fred and George and Ron still come to rescue Harry from his bedroom? Do Harry and Ron still fly the car to school? And if none of that happens, does it make a difference anyway? Well, today we find out. All right, before we dive into today's video, I want to give a huge shout out over to Tux in our Discord server for suggesting this what if scenario. I had so much fun deep diving in. And if you have any suggestions you would like to send to me and Ben, our Discord server is a great place to do it. We are in there all the time. And even if you don't, it's just a regular party in there. And if you want to join, it's just $3 over at patreon.com slash Brothers. Seriously, I guarantee you'll have a fun time in there. Last week, we invented a brand new mascot called Spud. He's a Salamantato, half a potato, half salamander, and he evolves into this giant rainbow dragon. So you never know what's gonna happen in there, but it is always a fun time and it's a great way to support the channel. So uh, see you in there. But anyway, let's talk Dobbers, everyone's favorite house elf, because even though he is completely unsuccessful in dissuading Harry from going to Hogwarts or giving him any information at all, he does still cause some chaos that night, doesn't he? As a refresher, that night also happens to be Harry's 12th birthday and he's supposed to be spending the evening in his room, not making any sounds and pretending he doesn't exist. I'll be in my bedroom. 
making no noise and pretending that I don't exist. Meanwhile, downstairs, Uncle Vernon has some important business clients over and is in the process of closing what seems like the biggest deal of his entire career. And look, I don't know anything about selling drills, but apparently it can be quite lucrative because Uncle Vernon is convinced that if he seals this deal, he will be shopping for a vacation home in Mallorca the next day. Which if you don't know, cause I didn't, is an island in Spain and I looked it up and I don't normally like the Dursley's taste, but um, I'd, I'd be seen on vacation here. Just as long as the Dursleys are not there, but thanks to Dobby, they definitely won't be. Yeah, because after Harry fails to promise Dobby that he's not going back to school, Dobby has to take things into his own hands and arrives downstairs and frames Harry for dropping a large pudding on Mrs. Mason's head, thus ruining everything and prompting Uncle Vernon to bar Harry's windows and lock him in his room for the rest of the summer. Which, you know, not a huge problem for Harry because Ron and Fred and George come and save him anyway, but how does this evening look if Dobby never shows up? What if he is truly bound by the laws and un? able to visit or interfere with Harry's life. Well, for one, it probably means Uncle Vernon does seal the deal and gets to buy the vacation home in Mallorca, which bad news for me, I'm not going anymore. But I guess that's possibly good news for Harry. Like maybe he'll get to go on the vacation or else maybe they'll leave him home while they go on the vacation. And I know neither of those seem likely at all, but it does seem like they're gonna have to choose one of them, doesn't it? But then if Harry isn't locked in his room because of Dobby, does that mean Ron never comes to rescue Harry because Harry isn't responding to the letters? So then Harry never gets to go to the burrow? And who are you? Oh, sorry, sir. I'm Harry, sir. Harry Potter. Actually, no, because even though we don't meet Dobby until that night, he's been messing with Harry all summer from afar. Specifically, he's blocking all of Harry's mail from getting to him, hoping that if Harry doesn't think he has any friends at school, he just won't want to go back. But so if Dobby wasn't interfering, then Harry would have been getting those letters all summer. And that's important to this story because Ron actually tells us what was in the letters? What's been going on? Why haven't you been answering my letters? I've asked you to stay about 12 times. Then dad came home and said you'd gone on an official warning for using magic in front of muggles. Right, so actually Harry would still make it to the burrow that summer and probably way sooner because Ron has been inviting him all summer. Yes, the Dursleys would probably have to agree to something like that, but I bet they would because this exact situation shows up in Goblet of Fire when Harry wants to go to the Quidditch World Cup and Uncle Vernon has this terrible internal battle where that'll make Harry happy, but it'll also mean Harry's not at the house. And in the end, he decides Harry not being there is still the better outcome. So yes, Harry would still get to go to the borough that summer. The Dursleys would get to buy their vacation home and Harry wouldn't get in trouble with the ministry for performing underage magic, which feels like a big deal because later in Order of the Phoenix, when he gets accused of this again, they reference this exact incident when they're trying to like arrest Harry and prevent him from going back to school. Justice. Of course, he gets out of that either way anyway, so maybe it doesn't matter. Anyway, Harry makes it to the burrow and it feels like maybe Ron would have only invited him over for like a week or a weekend or something, but I guarantee you the moment Molly Weasley sees Harry and gets any information about how the Dursleys are treating him, she's just gonna insist that he stay there the rest of the summer anyway. From there, they all still go to diagonally, Jenny still gets the diary, and Harry still meets Lockhart. No real changes so far. Nice big smile, Harry. Together you and I rate the front page. The first really big change in the story though comes when they go to board the Hogwarts Express. Normally everybody gets through the barrier, but then suddenly Harry and Ron are blocked by Dobby and they can't get through and decide that they're gonna have to fly the car to Hogwarts. But I'll tell you another what if is, uh, what if Harry and Ron had decided to go through the barrier first, hmm? 
then they're all stuck. But if Dobby's not able to interfere, then Harry and Ron just make it through the barrier like usual and get on the train like usual and don't have to steal the car. And this is a pretty big deal because it means that they don't crash into the Whomping Willow, they don't get detention, Ron doesn't break his wand, and the car doesn't end up running wild in the Forbidden Forest. Which is a lot of things to account for, so let's try and unpack them one by one. And guys, now we need to do a quick pause to thank today's sponsor, PayPal Honey, the easiest way to save money when you're shopping online on your iPhone or computer. And I seriously cannot overemphasize the word easy. It literally takes just seconds to download and then just a few clicks to use. Like I bet if you go to joinhoney.com slash supercarlin, you can have it downloaded before I'm done with this ad read. And getting something done that quick and easy always feels good, but it's even better when that thing is saving money. I mean, just the other day when I was ordering pins for our quarterly pin club over on Patreon, I got to the checkout screen and there was a coupon for 10% off and we ended up saving $40, just boom, right there. Didn't have to do anything. And I mean that, you don't have to do anything. When you're on the checkout screen, Honey will just immediately scan for coupons. And if there's any available at all or multiples, it'll choose the best one and boom, you've saved money. And it's not just on your desktop. You can also use it on your iPhone when you're browsing with Safari. Although really, I feel like I'm wasting my breath. I don't have to tell you this, right? You've already got it downloaded, right? Like, why wouldn't you? But again, it literally just takes a few seconds and you have literally nothing to lose and so much money to save. Plus, did I mention on top of all that that it's free because it is. So go ahead, get yourself PayPal Honey today. Go to joinhoney.com slash supercarlin and download it for free. It's also just a great way to support what we do over here at Super Carlin Brothers. So thanks in advance one more time. That's joinhoney.com slash supercarlin. Link in the description down below. Normally, pretty soon after the year starts, Harry and Ron find out where their detentions are going to be. Harry's going to have to help Lockhart answer his fan mail, and Ron is going to have to polish trophies in the trophy room. And Harry and Ron actually do both make certain discoveries during their detentions. For Harry, it's the first time he ever hears the basilisk speaking in the halls, and he asks Lockhart if he can hear them too, which he can't, which Harry finds really weird. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> but even though it's the first time the basilisk appears, it is not the night of the first attack. That doesn't happen until Halloween when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are exiting the Death Day party. And really, I don't see why it would be any different if that was the first time Harry heard the voice or not. Like, no matter what, he's gonna follow it and he's still gonna end up at the scene of the crime where Mrs. Norris is all petrified. And plus, even if he wasn't in detention with Lockhart that night, he still could have heard the voice of the basilisk just wherever he was in the school. I mean, probably the Gryffindor common room, but even if he doesn't, I'm not sure it matters. Then during Ron's detention, he has to polish the award for special services to the school, won by T.M. Riddle 50 years ago, several times because he keeps belching slugs up all over it. <laughs> <laughs> And because Ron remembers this information about T.M. Riddle, Hermione is able to piece together that the award, the diary, and the chamber opening are all probably linked together because of the 50-year time gap. It's a brilliant theory, Hermione. So that all does kind of feel important, right? Well, first let's talk about Ron's slug mishap. If you'll recall, normally he's belching slugs up because his wand misfires trying to curse Malfoy for calling Hermione a mudblood. You filthy little mudblood. But in this scenario, Ron's wand isn't broken, so it doesn't backfire. And I think he just successfully curses Malfoy, which one is uh, awesome. But I guess would probably also just land him in detention again anyway, but probably not that specific detention. But either way, even if Ron doesn't learn about this award, it doesn't change much. 
Sure, Hermione won't be able to piece together this theory, which happens to be spot on, but Harry learns all of that information from the diary anyway. And maybe you could argue that without that theory in place, Harry would have been less interested in continuing investigating the diary because at this point they just keep flipping through blank pages and are like, what, what, what does this do? But even that's not true. Harry even says he feels this unusual connection to T.M. Riddle and the diary, like he sort of knows him or something. Harry couldn't explain even to himself why he didn't just throw Riddle's diary away. The fact was that even though he knew the diary was blank, he kept absentmindedly picking up and turning the pages, as though it were a story he wanted to finish. And while Harry was sure he'd never heard the name T.M. Riddle before, it still seemed to mean something to him, almost as though Riddle was a friend he'd had when he was very small and had half forgotten. But this was absurd. He'd never had any friends before Hogwarts. Dudley had made sure of that. So either way, I think Harry continues to investigate the diary and learn the quote unquote truth about Hagrid and the Chamber of Secrets. And at this point, I think we should talk about the third thing Dobby does to try and interfere with Harry's life by introducing the rogue bludger into his Quidditch match against Slytherin, which of course throws a huge wrench into the match itself, but doesn't stop Harry from winning the game. But he does end up boneless in the hospital later that night. Not entirely boneless, just, just his arm. How could you be nearly boneless? Like this. <laughs> and that night in the hospital is somewhat important. It's at the very least when Dobby reappears to tell Harry all the ways in which he's been ruining his life. It's also when Dobby lets slip that the Chamber of Secrets has been opened before, a fact that is almost immediately confirmed by Dumbledore himself when he appears in the hospital wing with Colin Creevy. <gasps> I shouldn't have said that. And while that is relevant information for Harry to have, again, it doesn't change basically anything because at that point, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are already planning to do the Polyjuice Potion scheme and interview Malfoy. And once that's in effect, without even trying, Draco just spills the beans on this exact information anyway. It's been 50 years since the chamber was opened. He wouldn't tell me who opened it only that they were expelled. So yeah, this far into the year, Harry's life is just a lot better without Dobby interfering. He had to go to the burrow a lot sooner. He got to board the train like usual. He skips a detention and he's made all of the same progress he usually would investigating the Chamber of Secrets. Not to mention Ron got to successfully curse Malfoy to belch up slugs. I mean, how great was that? But let me assure you that gravy train is about to end. Unless you're Malfoy, in which case the slugs are just gonna keep coming. Because eventually, Harry and Ron are going to find themselves down at Hagrid's Hub, where Cornelius Fudge and Lucius Malfoy are going to show up to escort not just Hagrid, but also Dumbledore out of the school. And it is at this point when Hagrid gives them the very dangerous information to follow the spiders. Why spiders? Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? And this is where Dobby's lack of meddling is really going to bite Harry in the butt. Or, well, Maybe a bunch of spiders are. Because usually what happens is they go into the forest and they talk to Aragog, who helpfully explains a lot of exposition, which you didn't have to do because he's planning on eating them. And then he offers them up as a meal to the rest of his family. And usually the only way Harry and Ron get out of this situation is by the surprise arrival of the flying Ford Anglia, which is able to offer them some armor, some speed, some loud noises, and some bright lights. <laughs> But if Dobby never blocks the barrier way back at platform nine and three quarters, then they never fly the car to school. So... 
Well, they do at least have one other good thing going for them here is that because they didn't fly the car to school, Ron does have a functioning wand. Huh? And to be fair, Ron with a wand, way better than Ron no wand. <laughs> Want want Ron 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 There was something there. I think we found it. But even so, I gotta tell you, I don't see how they're getting out of this one. Like, Ron might have a wand, but he's also extremely terrified in this moment. And they're just so isolated in the forest. There's just there's just nothing else that can come save them. Like the centaurs aren't gonna come save them. They're they're not coming near the spiders. That's just more meat for them. Fox, fox, maybe. But this really isn't a showing Dumbledore a ton of loyalty kind of moment, you know? Which is what summons Fox in the chamber. Yeah, the sad truth here is that without the car in the forest, I think Harry and Ron are just spider food, which is a real bummer because then that's pretty much the end of the story. <laughs> the boy who lived until he was eaten by giant spiders. But you know what? Just for the sake of the what if and this video, I'm gonna give Ron the benefit of the doubt here and say that him having the extra wand is clutch and that somehow, some way, him and Harry manage to escape the spiders and get back to school. Okay, let's just say that happens. Well, I've got more bad news for you. It still doesn't matter. Because if they escape, then the plot is right back on track, which means Ginny gets taken down to the Chamber of Secrets and Harry and Ron go to tell Lockhart what they know so that maybe he can try and save her. And then they end up going down into the chamber with him. The huge difference here is that usually Lockhart tricks them and ends up stealing Ron's wand and attempts to erase their memories. But of course, because Ron's wand is broken, it back fires and he erases his own instead. But this time Ron's wand won't be broken. So when Lockhart steals it, he just succeeds. And that is extremely bad news because this is the one spell Lockhart is actually really, really good at. And he's not just aiming in this moment to like erase Harry and Ron's memory of his hoax or their knowledge of what he's doing to other people and stealing stories. No, he's going big. He wants their minds completely erased. And we know that two ways. One, not only is that just what happens to him, so it sort of seems like whatever happened to him was going to happen to them, but he also just explains helpfully out loud what he's gonna do. He starts monologuing. <laughs> I should take a bit of the skin back up to the school, tell them I was too late to save the girl, and that you two tragically lost your minds at the sight of a mangled body. Say goodbye to your memories. So yeah, if Lockhart succeeds, then Ginny definitely dies because he basically just said he's gonna leave her for dead. Which then also means that Voldemort successfully comes back later that night as well as young Tom Riddle, while his main adversary, the chosen one Harry Potter, I am the chosen one, has just been left in a completely mindless state. So yeah, I guess in a weird way, if Dobby never tries to warn Harry or interfere in his life, Voldemort wins. 
<laughs> but the irony here is that it's not because Dobby succeeds at anything he's trying to do. Everything Dobby tries to do just ends up making life harder for Harry or leaving him boneless or directing him towards other odd accidents. Not kill you, sir. Never kill you. But in a wild twist of fate, the accidental outcome of these maneuvers do end up saving Harry's life. So, uh, good job, Dobby, I guess. So there you go, guys. That's what happens if Dobby never interferes in Harry's life. I mean, worst case scenario, he ends up as spider food. Best case scenario, he's just mindless like Lockhart when you meet him in Order of the Phoenix at St. Mungo's. If Voldemort hasn't killed him by then. Which he probably did. <laughs> guys thanks so much for watching today's video don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss any future harry potter action from us if you want to see what if neville had been the chosen one instead of harry you can check out this video right here but otherwise ben until next time i will see you in another life